for the word this morning. We have a lot of things to tie up. Hopefully the Holy Ghost doesn't interrupt our sermon this morning. Amen. We have a lot of things to quickly tie up. <laughs> this morning. Ah, please, in Jesus' name. The man of God has to teach. This morning, the son of man <laughs> must teach. Amen. Please, as we are yielding, Tony was leading us in prayer and saying, Men of God, Pastor Ibu said it's a teaching session. Pastor said it's a teaching session, but we will still yield to the Holy Ghost. And me, I was, me as I was listening, as I was praying the prayer, I was like, <laughs> In Jesus' name, I bind. <laughs> no, but we yield. Amen. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> In Jesus' name, stop. Oh, somebody says, let's say this together, Father. In the name of your son, Jesus, we receive revelation. We receive accuracy. We receive precision. We receive direction. We say we, we, we are found in your will this morning in the name of Jesus. Amen. Matthew 16. Yes, we yield that way. Amen. <laughs> the son of man has to teach this morning. Amen. So that we can leave camp meeting with so many understandings. Amen. Amen, amen. amen. But you see, eh, we, we can have, um, we can always have <clears throat> interruptions. And I believe for most of you in your cell meetings, as you progress, um, as you progress in your cell meetings, yes, there are times to give room for teachings and there are also times to just leave the service, I haven't prayed, there are times, let me give you a wisdom. You can pray and you can say, okay, this is what God wants to do in the service, right? And you just know, you just say, okay, I'll teach, I'll just do this, and just say, okay, I will emphasize this. And there are some times that you pray, you will not figure, I'm talking to all of you that are cell leaders now, and you, 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 you might not be able to pick certain things that you will just pray, you just be wondering, okay, ah, and nothing will come to your mind as touching what the service will be about. That kind of service, many of times, just leave it. Just yield to the Spirit of God in that meeting. Sometimes. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, you must have your teaching materials ready. You teach, you explain the scriptures. But sometimes, sometimes, just open that service up for the Holy Ghost. Are you getting what I'm saying? We must learn to have interruptions of the Holy Ghost such that, because we live in a time and work where people are very skeptical. And that's why we had to turn off the life yesterday, just because I'm not trying to, I don't have time to be happy to do explanation on uh, what is rejoicing the spirit. If you come to Rochester and learn it, if you, <laughs> so I don't have that time. Amen. So because we live in a time and world where there is skeptic, where there is a lot of skeptics, but always emphasize the move of the spirit. Are you hearing what I'm saying, say leaders? Learn to emphasize the move of the Spirit. Emphasize tongues. Emphasize interpretation of tongues. Emphasize Holy Ghost meetings. Emphasize utterances. Emphasize the power of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Emphasize those things in your meeting. Let all your members, let all your disciples, let every one of them know that there is something called the move of the Holy Ghost. Are you getting what I'm saying? And in 2024, I am going to be teaching strongly about it. We're going to be teaching strongly about the move of the Spirit. And God will help us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay, let's see if we can study. Matthew 16, 
verse 13. <clears throat> it says, And Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea of Philippi. He asked his disciples, saying, Can you give me a little bit more sound, media guys? A little bit, just a little bit. I want to be able to hear myself. All right, says, And Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea of Philippi, and he asked his disciples, Yes, I, I like it now. And he asked his disciples, and he said, whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And he said unto them, but whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, thou art Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, blessed art thou, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven, and I say unto thee, that thou appear that upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail. And I will give unto you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, that whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Amen. So we've been looking at who am I, <clears throat> what and we, we've, we said, for us to understand who we are, we have to go to the manufacturer's plan to check what he has designed man. And we, we started asking some questions. And in, in, interestingly, one of the things I, I'm doing in this camp meeting is to make sure that you are thinking so that I can connect the dots with you after camp meeting. That's, that's basically what I'm trying to do. So for those of you that are not supernatural competition member, I'm so sorry. But I'm, I'm trying to get you to think. Who am I? Why am I born on earth at this time? Why am I not a goat? Why am I not a dog? Why am I a human being? Why? And we've been answering that question since Wednesday evening. Why, why do I do the things that I do? And we had to, we, we, we looked at so many things and you can, so you can lay your hands on the messages. I think they're on YouTube. And, um, you can listen to them again. And we said, the reason why many of us behave the way we behave is because of influences, right? We, we had to answer that question. And we said, a lot of us have cultural, um, cultural views, um, cultural worldview, uh, religious worldview, or biblical worldview. We also have um, even political worldview. That is the way we see things in our world today, in the eyes of everybody. So we asked the question, who am I? And we said a believer can only know who he is from the written word. That means he has to go to what God has said he is to know who he is. Now, and that does not, now, listen to what I'm trying to say now. This doesn't even go for just the believer alone. This go for man in himself, as far as you are flesh and blood. You have to go back to the scripture because you were made from the very beginning flesh and blood by God. So that means you have to go back to the scripture to see. Let me tell you how I think. And I don't know if you think that way. I like to ask myself, where did this come from? Okay, so now that we are flesh and blood, where did this start from? Right? We, we have the privilege of the scriptures in our world today, to see it that from Genesis 1, God said he made man and woman. And we had to ask ourselves some questions. We said in the United States today, there's over 107 genders 
coming up and more are still emerging because they're still, they are still, they are still speculating around some. But they've agreed on 107 genders now. And you're wondering, some of you are saying, is it not just male and female? No, <laughs> there's more than, there's 107 genders now. And more are still emerging. So that would mean that in the next 10 years, or in the next five years, we'll be walking around the street and we'll be seeing different colors or different beings. But you know what? Like we said, it's not going to happen because the power of God will work. And that's why we are studying things like this so that you can be aware. And we said you are not immune. Don't think you are immune because you are going to question things. You can say, oh, me, I believe so much that I'm a woman. It's a lie. You have not moved. It's, it's just a lie. You have just not moved with people who are not who are not thinking the way you are thinking. When you meet people who are think, not thinking the way you are thinking, you will start having questions. And let me tell you, you can't say because you are a Christian, you will not relate with the world. You have to go to work. You have to go to if you are in school, you have to go to school. You have to you have to you have to interact. So that would mean that you are having conversations daily. And conversations will bring questions. It will bring ideas. It will bring thoughts. It will bring opinions in your mind. So that means every believer must be, I, I use the word, must be on guard. It must be on guard on what they are watching. It must be on guard on what they are listening to. It must be on guard on what they are saying. It must be on guard on the kind of thoughts that he allows permeates through him. Because... Man is a product of influence. So we said, if we are to understand who man truly is, we have to go back to the beginning, right? We have to go back to the very beginning. What did God make man to be? So that means no man on this earth, listen to me and listen very well, no man on this earth can truly understand who he is except he is born again. If we keep, that's why, men who are not born again, let me tell you, they will keep living life unfulfilled. We heard of Bill Gates recently, or I mean maybe last year or two years, who said he wants to donate all his wealth to charity, that it is vanity. Somebody now said, ah, give me, let me first taste the vanity <laughs> so that I can determine <laughs> if it is vanity. But that is, how many of you have figured, even musicians will tell you, it, it's not about the money. Uh, I remember I've told uh, people who have tasted the world, they will tell you that this, this does not satisfy because there's not a craving. Then that's why they now go to so many social vices. They now start taking drugs. Do you know why they want to take those drugs? They want to feel high. They want to satisfy something. They, they, they are looking for something that they don't have. It's only Jesus that can satisfy it. So that's why you see a lot of them just dive into so many social vices. And it's so, it's, so, it's so relatable to us today because you and I, were in the United States, so we see, we see all of these things happening every day. You see, Mr. just tell you, I, 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 I no longer believe that there is this. You'll be wondering, and you'll be wondering, why is he thinking this way? He's looking for something. Every man is, that's why, how many of you observed that? The very day you go, they used to say that, they used to tell you something. I heard it before I got born again. But I, I used to think maybe it's just a myth that when you get born again, 
there's just a peace that comes to you. How many of you, how many of you that, that experience happened to you? There's just that one peace that just comes to you that just say, oh, okay, um, something, is, something is fulfilled somewhere. So no man on this earth can really understand who he is except he is born again. Because, now, why, did we, why is that said? He said in Genesis 1 verse 26, he said he created man in his image. That word image there is from the Hebrew word selem, T-S-E-L-M, and it simply implies it's like a deity. It's like a supernatural connection. So that means you are going to see yourself first in how he has made you. So, he now created Adam and Eve. Male and female. So, why did he create male and female? I will answer that question very quickly. So, we'll move. These are things we will still explore more, more, more prominent. It's to make you understand, and I've been teaching that in most of our, I, when I traveled um, in the last couple of months to just go to some of our fellowship, I, I had to explain that. He created male and female because he created man to need each other. So that means he put in a man, in a male figure, what is not available in a female figure. So that they can mingle together and relate and also produce another person. Do you think, now listen to me everybody and look at me. Do you think God cannot put all the fictions of creation on one person? He can so, but he distinguished the people and put it and said, you are a male, you are a female. So, you will need a female, you will need a male to relate with each other and produce another being. So, that means God created man from the very beginning to be very relational. You have to relate. You cannot be in isolation. That craving, that thoughts. That makes you feel like, I will stay at home. I don't like humans. You, you know people say that now in the United States today. They just say, I don't like human beings. I don't want to talk to people. I just want to get warm out. In fact, thank God for online. They would say, thank God for walking from home. I just don't want to relate with anybody. Just let me go to my Walmart. Let me buy everything I need. Let me just walk out. Let me go to my house and all my Netflix and watch. That's not how God created man. He created man to relate. That is why you also need a local church. Because that is God's gathering. That is God's physical assembly. That is where he does his work. Because you have to relate with men of like-minded people. So the local church is God's wisdom and God's plan and idea for man. Are you following me this morning? So, we are going back to the manufacturer's plan, right? We said if a man creates something, let's say this is, a, this is an archive now, and, or let's use an iPhone, or let's use something, they, they will put a manual, right? Because they want to teach you how to use it. So, we are going back to the manufacturer's plan, and we are looking at, these are physical makeup. As a man, this one I'm working, this one I'm doing things. Why is it this way? So that is why homosexuality can't be God's plan. Because he didn't create man, he didn't create boy-girl together. How many of you have seen it? 
He puts them separate so that you will need. So are you seeing what is happening with this homosexuality issue? Man is deciding to choose his own identity himself when God will put him that same way so that he will relate with somebody else. You know, we now started asking a question that is individualism wrong? This concept of you are very unique on your own, you are very this, you are very that. Ah! Is right to the degree at which, <laughs> at which it is in the scripture. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you following what I'm saying? So a man has to understand all of these things. You have to understand it. So when you see somebody just doing whatever he wants to do, we now asked the question. Was it yesterday afternoon? We asked the question. We said, Do you notice something? That the first man and the first woman. Now, somebody will now say, when he created man, he said he made him an help fit. A woman is not an help fit of a man. Mm -mm, that's not what it means. Help me there is from the Hebrew word ezer, E-Z-E-R. Ezer simply means God's help. It simply means that you need help. A woman cannot help you. It simply means you need a savior. That was why he said in John, you will send you another comforter. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's just as simple as it is. No woman, no woman, no man. So say, I'm looking for my receipt. I'm going to teach on women issues. Probably this January or this um, December or January, but especially in January, we're going to deal with all these uh, all these women things. Because some people still believe that a woman can't even pass. A woman should not be on the pulpit. That a woman should just be singing praise and worship. Some of you have heard that you women, you know the kind of struggle you face. Even when you go for evangelism and you wear trousers, someone will still tell you, why are you wearing trousers to preach to me? Even if this is our same American that we thought we have freedom. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? You see, say, ah, why are you wearing trousers to preach to me? I can't hear you. Some of you have experienced that thing before now. Say, I can't hear you. You are wearing trousers. <laughs> and you are wondering, ah, how does trousers have to relate to what I'm preaching? <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? So, he created man that, but look at something. We now looked at the garden. We said, when he put man in that garden, he gave them restrictions. So that means, the earth that we live in today as man, we have restrictions. We cannot just do what we can. We now ask the question, can man be left to himself? Can man be left, can we be left to ourselves to do whatever we want to do? And I'll say something I said. It seemed to be that in today's world, we are reaping the harvest of anxiety, depression, and chronic isolations from the seeds we planted from individual self-determination. So those seeds nourished by social media, and they provided us with endless ways of creating and recreating ourselves. So can we be left to ourselves? I don't believe so. We have restraint. That's why you will see in scripture, thou shalt not steal. Paul wrote to the church of Ephesus, tell him that steal, let him steal no more. Don't be angry. There are restrictions. There seem to be instructions. But you know in our today's world, we don't like it. Anything that has instruction, or shall I tell you, sit here, you don't like it. You say, why? Why are they telling me like that? Or shall I say, open Bible. You say, no, I have Bible on my phone. 
you don't like it. But you will only like it when it comes to money. When it comes to material gain. Oh, yes. If Elon Musk was a disservice, opening his Bible, you will open your own. If Elon Musk was a disservice, opening his Bible and taking notes, you would just be stretching your neck. Ah, what's he writing? You too, you want to be writing. Because you'll be... You see, how the, you see how our perceptions are? You see the kind of perceptions we have? The reason why some Christians are not serious, eh? Just wait. Let Elon Musk be born again. They will be born again. They say, hey, if that man, maybe it is the God that is making him mammon. Let me too quickly serve that God. <laughs> mammon. <laughs> you know, I was giving an example before camp meeting, and I said, just imagine, Elon Musk tells you, come and see me tomorrow. And you know, tomorrow is Sunday. 10 a.m. tomorrow. Hope you know you will have left Rochester since yesterday. Even if you don't have the money, you will borrow it. You will have read Hoshesa since yesterday, and you will have been seated in your hotel praying in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus, <laughs> as I receive this guy today, I receive you, Lord. <laughs> oh, Lord, don't disgrace me as I reach this man. <laughs> now, listen, and he now tells you, let's say before he gives you an appointment, he tells you no phones. You can't take your phone inside. Hope you know you will obey. You will not question it. You will never question it. Never. You will even be begging. Is there a way I can take a jotter so that I can take what notes? So that I don't miss out on what he's about to tell me. And let's say he told you I want to teach you how to make it. No, just imagine. I want, he just tell you, I, I, I'm not talking to Brocorid Yotetubi. I want to teach you how to make it in, in life. Say, eh? I say, but don't bring your phones. You say, who for help? You will even destroy the phone. <laughs> you will take a biro and a jota. You'll be right. So that you don't miss the point. But today, if the usher give you jota, say, what's it for? <gasps> because you don't, you don't respect what's going on. You only respect what you think it is permissible in your mind. That was what happened in the garden. They had a conversation. The serpent, the Nakash, had a conversation with Eve. As God really said, you should know it. He said, um, he said out of every child, he said, he said, ah. he said for God surely know that the day you eat it, you shall be like the gods, knowing good and evil. He said, eh. and they ate it. Well, you know, it seemed like they did not respect that instruction. How many of you have seen it? They did not respect the instruction of God. Because, now let me tell you, it's like saying, mm, I beg this one is more making sense to me. And that is how man has been. And that's what caused the fall. So we are looking at the manufacturer's plan. Today in our world now, if we tell somebody and we say, maybe if you are going to the embassy or you are going for an interview and they tell you, please be in the interview. I think there's a rule in America if you are going for every interview, you have to be seated 15 minutes before the interview. Abi, so that they will have checked, the HR will have checked your, your resume again and help you to arrange it before you go to your, you go, you go to the interview. But we say, come to church 10 a.m. Is it me that key Jesus? Mm. 
10, 15, you are just truly. That's because you don't respect the place. And that is actually a problem. And the funniest thing is, a lot of people don't see it as a problem. And that is what man is all about. And why don't you see it as a problem? We talked about the, by your worldview. It is now the way you now perceive things. You know, we looked at worldview. We said, what does worldview mean? We said that your worldview is in relation to understand your worldview. We said it reflects on how you do things, your disposition, your tendencies to think in a particular way. So that means if you respect money more than you respect God, everything on your mind will be geared towards money. That's a worldview. And that is who man is. So, it stems from your disposition to things. Okay, how am I thinking? What am I thinking about? What am I how do I see things? Some people today, everything on their mind is marriage, which is good. So they will go to a church looking for a man or looking for a woman because they want to marry a brother or a sister in the Lord. Then after they catch the fish, they stop going to church. <laughs> <laughs> after they catch the fish they just stop going to church because the reason why they went was so that they can marry the brother and sister in the Lord or to so that they can catch the fish what view your disposition to things then we now started talking about cultural worldview. we now started looking at food we said, the reason why you don't like the food you like today is because you have not mingled with people that like it. And we asked the question, we said, how many of you, there are foods you are eating today that before you never liked? How many of you are in that position? That is how it is. There are foods that, if they told me 10 years ago that I can eat versatile, like there's virtually, there's one meal I ate in Qatar. I, I, I remember that I was talking about Qatar yesterday. And I was like, God, I want to go again. The kebab was so good. Oh. I, I'm, I'm, I'm still feeling the taste. <laughs> I mean, this was last year. There's one also. There's, I, I don't know the name. I heard, they just call it Sumi Sumi. I was in France. I just they just say zoom, zoom, zoom. I say as far as the tea has chicken, let me eat it. And the tea was so sweet. I say hey. I said that's zoom, zoom, zoom. <laughs> I want it again. There's so many foods I eat that I'm just wondering me. <laughs> I'm I'm surprised. We are talking about. Was it eat with eat with what? I should be eating puff puff. I should be eating puff puff. I'm 
I'm going to go and eat quesadilla before. Chicken quesadilla, the Mexican one. I mean, not the not the one they sell in all these touch restaurants. No, I mean the ones that they sell in kiosk or truck. Those two truck Mexican. It's sweeter than normal. Uh, I don't like the normal one. I like the dirty one. <laughs> is that one is good? I'm telling you. But if they have told you maybe maybe like 15 years ago that you'll be eating Mexican food, what would you have said? But you probably have mingled so much. Imagine all of you now. There's virtually nobody here that has not eaten Chinese. Every Chinese is already is you you can't you can't do it you can't do without Chinese in the United States. Is it that you find them in Panda Express, or you find there's no Chinese there's nowhere there's no Chinese restaurant. They shy a shum shum, a, a shum shum garden. They used to call it garden, <laughs> a shum shum garden, and you eat it. And their own plantain is different from the normal plantain. Wherever they got that plantain from, <laughs> wherever they got that plantain, I don't even want to know. All I want is I want to eat it. Are you getting what I'm saying? But if they had told you years ago, maybe when you were born, maybe when you were younger, that you would be eating it, would you have said the, you would have said that? No. Many of us grew up with so many cultures of so many foods. If you are a white, you probably grew up with something like pizza, lasagna. Um, no, lasagna is an Italian food. Mac and cheese, hamburger. Those are things you probably grew up with. Then as you started me, huh? Casserole. You can casserole anything. Ah. Bikebu, bikebu. You grew up with something like that. For somebody like me, I grew up with pandediam, eba, amala, gari. Beans. No, you know, there's you we have baked beans. Me, I have cooked beans. Not the one that you pour on your nito. You know? <laughs> Different ones. If you are a Chinese, you probably grew up with ramen. All of those uh, Asian foods, stir fry. If you are a, but as you started mixing with different cultures, your taste started changing. Are you getting what I'm saying? You see, now today now you you can be if you especially if you're in the United States now, you can be craving Italian food. You can just say today I want an Italian food. I want so you can say I, I want Jamaica food. <laughs> you see. You say you want Jamaica, you can say you want um, Mexican food, you, know, you can say you want Vietnamese. The one I've not really tried is the Indian food that I'm, I'm looking forward to. Uh, everybody saying it's nice, but I've not really tried it, but I'm looking forward to trying it. If they even told me that I would be trying things like this, five, just even five years ago, I'll say it's a lie. 
Are you getting It shows that man is a product of influence. And our so you see that just by mixing with different worlds and cultures, especially especially if you live in New York, New York is, I mean, is one of the most diverse places. For those of us that live in New York, this is the most diverse city in the United States. So there's different cultures, different things. You don't see one restaurant, you say, let me try this one. You don't say another one, let me try this one. Let me try this one. Just, and from that, let me try this one. You start liking it and it becomes part of you. That's how you are. And that is human beings. So in now we now started talking about perception and worldview. So that means if all that is on my mind or those I've related with, those I've spoken to, everything they're just talking about is drugs, 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 drugs. Hey, you know, we're just going to do those drugs. Hey, we know, let's just go drink some Cokes. Let's just go get some Cokes. <laughs> let's make some Cokes. Let's do some this. You will not know when you two, you start doing some Cokes. I remember the first time I heard Cokes. Me, I first thought it was Coke, like Coca-Cola product. See, somebody told me, no, bro. <laughs> so, <laughs> I will tell you the story. <laughs> I will tell you. <laughs> I will tell you. <laughs> me, I first said, hey, hey, give me the Coke. I don't know. <laughs> I, until somebody now told me, bro, no. <laughs> It's not me. I was like, so you want to get some coke? Ah, in my own head. Ah, in my, what coke means for me is Coca-Cola, Pepsi, Fanta, <laughs> Sprite, Mountain Dew. <laughs> Those are the things on my mind. So the brother just told me, "There's no brother. I can't say he's a brother. He can't be a brother. <laughs> he has no. We're praying for him to be a brother." <laughs> He just said, do you want to get some Cokes? Ah. I said, yeah, I want Coke. Until somebody tapped me. It's no. I said, what does it mean? He said, Coke, Coke, Coke. I said, hey, I said, I know what. <laughs> because the person even look at me, but he said, you're born again. The person even look at me, so I said, ah. when he said, you want some Cokes? I said, ah, I want this. Ah. He gave, when he look at me like, ah, ah. I've seen you preach before now, right? You know, the perception is just strange. He doesn't say, no worry. I got some cokes. So someone just told me, it's no, <laughs> it's no cocoa. I said, ah, what is it? He said, cokes, cokes, cokes. I said, cokes, what's cokes? Say it, <laughs> say it in plain English. He said, cookie. <laughs> I said, I just said, Jesus. <laughs> That's why I said, no, 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 you know. I just said, you know, um, they're just things that, uh, this is just, you know, because you, you, you're not trying to condemn the person. They're just things that doesn't sit well with me, like, you know, I can't cope. <laughs> because even when I the smell can dangerous me, I say, I can't cope. So I got you, I got you, I got you. I said, thank you for getting me. Can we, can we now move on to the next topic we want to discuss? <laughs> I you get what I'm saying. So you, if you, the reason why, Many people are very to so many social vices today. Is peer pressure. Peer pressure. Why are some people drinking today? They saw their friends drink, they saw somebody drink, and they started drinking. Why are people taking cokes? <laughs> somebody influenced them. Why are people doing so many things? Influence. And it stems from a worldview. That means 
I must never think I am a man of my own. Some people blame Eve. Let me go. Let's go to Genesis three. Some people used to blame Eve and say, "So women, let's see your, let's let's have some victory for you today." Some people used to blame Eve and say, "Eve is the cause of the problem." Eve is the cause. Go to Genesis three, verse six. Go to Genesis three, verse six, so that you can see that it was both of them. Go to Genesis three, verse six. Genesis three, verse six. <clears throat> Are you getting blessed? Mm. Genesis 3 verse 6. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took one of the fruits thereof, and did eat, and gave unto, and gave also unto her husband with her. Are you saying they were both together there? So you can't blame her. So the, the, the Adam was probably doing, I agree. Just let's go. <laughs> Man is a product of influence. They, they probably had a conversation. I said, let's just take it. Let's take it. I remember the first time I showed one man, <laughs> one man was trying to do discipleship for me some years ago. And he was teaching me about um, this Adam and Eve issue. I said, you know, he was the problem. I said, no, sir. Let's check it again. <laughs> then I last showed him. He now said, I said, and I said, please, sir, I'm so sorry, sir, but please read it again. He said, and gave her husband with her. And did it. He said, Wow. With ah. With ah. <laughs> and that was where discipleship ended that day. <laughs> he was wondering, Who is he teaching? <laughs> Amen. So we said, Your worldview matters. How do you view politics? You probably view politics from the lens of somebody. And you know, in our today, in our America today, CNN, Fox is Republican. <laughs> CNN is Democratic. <laughs> so if you, if, if you stay too long on CNN, you'll be a Democratic person. If you stay too long on Fox, you'll be a Republican by force. Because they're always countering each other. <laughs> if you watch CNBC, CNBC is neutral. They, they are trying to... <laughs> They're trying to tell you, we are not for this one, we are for this one, we are not for this one. <laughs> but they are trying to pick a side. ABC is even the worst. They will criticize this person, they will praise this one. They will not praise this one again, they will criticize the next person. <laughs> they will wonder, choose one, just choose one. So your worldview stems from those kind of informations you listen to. So now the reason why they think the nation is bad is because of the kind of people they are talking to. The kind of pieces or the things they are hearing. Worldview. And that is what makes us human. That's what makes us us. Worldview. So I said, if your perception is about money a lot, all you will be thinking, all you will be all that will be driving you will be money. You know, if we said this morning session, everybody will take hundred thousand dollars home. <laughs> even if we did not announce it, even if we just said it maybe when we shut down the light yesterday afternoon, hope you know that <laughs> the whole of Rochester will be in this service this, this, this morning. The whole, <laughs> we will say $100 million. How the information we spread, we will never know. 
That's to tell you the perception, a worldview. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that means, if I'm talking to somebody now, and the person doesn't believe the gospel, you know that, we know we said it is supernatural. The gospel is supernatural. Do you know why did he not believe the gospel? It's probably a worldview. Yes, so the devil is involved, right, because of the kind of influences he, he, he has exposed himself to, but it's a worldview too. It's those, I've seen people who don't want to accept that they, they, are, they are born again, but they don't want to accept it because of their friends. They, don't just want, they, don't, they, they are thinking that their friends will, will make jest of them. You know that's stupid. I'm not joking. They don't just want to accept. They are Christians. They know that what they are doing is wrong. When they get home, they will go and be crying, Father, please forgive me after what they've done. No. But they don't want to just accept that they are born again because of their friends. You know you, know, you know you need to know how to break yourself free from those kind of rubbish. There are some friendships that you don't have to keep. Look at what he said. Look at what Paul told us in 1 Corinthians 15. He says, don't be deceived. Look, look at how he said it. He says, don't be deceived. Evil communication will corrupt good manners. He, I like the part that he said, don't be deceived. Some people think, the more I keep relating with an unbeliever, the more, I keep the more you keep relating with an unbeliever, you are jaded towards being an unbeliever. If your best friend is an atheist, just know you are about to be an atheist. If the people you are talking to every day are alcoholic people, they, they drink to stupor, just know one day you will taste the drink. If everybody you are relating with are doing cokes, just know one day you are about, just, the day is not long from now, you are about to do cokes. If everybody you are relating with is all about, let's go and catch that babe. Let's go and catch that guy. Let's go and take that, say, let's go and catch that fish. You too, you will soon start catching the fish. If all the people you are relating with, all of them on Instagram are Instagram buddies, all your friends, you are part of the people that used to psych them and say, go girl, Paul, period, all of those things. Just know you are about to take a picture so that you will, they will do it for you too. I know people on social media that, and some of you that have been with us long enough, you, you, you know what I'm saying. I know people on social media today that the kind of life they are living, I know this is not them. It is not. I, I know it like the palm of my Because we've related, we've spoken. In fact, they've sat down, they've heard the word. They are so hungry. But what happened? They mixed with the wrong people. And all of a sudden, it started gradually. They will post a picture, try to caption it something. They, from that caption, they will not put another one. No caption. Caption it for me. From the caption it for me, the next caption, when I sing a lie, well, when I think of a fly, I think of me. And somebody say, Paul, go girl, you ate it. You ate it. <laughs> no crumbs. Then from that one, from that one, they'll put one body glass. You know, they say body glass. They put those body glasses, make their hair, do their makeup, stand on one wall, put their something like this, 
the Lord say, you can't see the figure, but the figure is seeing the figure of the figure. <laughs> then you see some people love emoji, poor. And that from that place, they start looking. From that place, they start looking for validation. They start looking for how do we get more. At, so and you know, boys too, we start liking. They start texting, girl, you're so beautiful. Can I get your number so that we can continue on WhatsApp? Or can I send you a deal? Can I slide in? It's not can I send you, it's can I slide in? Permission to slide in. Then from the permission to slide in. When are you free? Let's, uh, if, you're not, if you're very free, we can go to Longon Steakhouse um, on Wednesday, 7 p.m. Or Olive Garden or, or, or Steak and Shake. Hurry and easy. Hurry and easy. Just, let's, just have an, let's just have a good time. Or Fogo the Chao. Hmm. Or Tessas the Brazil. So you just say, don't worry, we just, or eat with, no, eat with. Pop. So you, you, you be eating meat pie and puff, puff. <laughs> or shawarma, or yama pepper sauce for, for first date. <laughs> so for somebody you are trying to impress, then you do not have money, you use credit card. <laughs> <laughs> you know how money you use credit card to, to impress the person. Yeah, you suit them. Then you borrow car. You go and you go to dealer. You gotta borrow uh, you gotta borrow one go down, go and borrow one. Just say, please can I borrow this car for two days? You go to a rental car and rent the car and swipe your card. For somebody that she doesn't even know who she is. Even you, you don't know who you are. Both of you are both confused. <laughs> <laughs> I just get to what I'm saying. And this is why it now seems as though the, the, the rate of divorce in the United States has increased so much. I'm going to teach on those things next year. Just so that marriages can be solved. The reason is because they are on social media looking for what is not lost. So they, are, they will be at home looking at their wife and be wondering, there's a picture on their face. There's a picture on their face or their husband. And what's that picture? The kind of picture that they fix in with a Netflix movie. The kind of picture. I heard something that Midred and Kisley Okoko said, and that thing really blessed me. They said that the reason why people marry, or people are not trying to marry on time these days, or the reason why people are tired of their marriage today is because there's a picture on their face that the social media is selling to them. No, do you notice that every music business, they must sell a picture of a woman with a big body? So every guy now, on social media, if you don't have a, if you do not, if a guy has not put like this, he has not, has not taken the picture. So it seems like that is what is selling. So if you don't have it, if you don't yet have it, you are, you are killing yourself in the gym. Because you must get it, and that's why the rate of surgeries of BBL has come up. Because social media sold you a picture. What picture? You must, a girl must be heavily loaded. So if she's not heavily loaded, she's not, 
Even if she's beautiful, she's not as fine enough. Even if she's intelligent, she's not. So every lady now, they, they are trying to work on their body. So there's now a lot of body shaming on social media. And I'm telling you, that, that, that is exactly what is happening. So what not breaks marriages today? A survey says people are seeing a wrong picture at home. Maybe your wife got pregnant. Maybe you're, you're now looking, ah. You, and because you are heavily on social media all the time, all the things you now see on social media, you are not seeing it at home. And I watch so many movies, you are not seeing it at home. Then you just start feeling discomfort. You just start feeling dissatisfied. What is this? Who did I marry? The person is talking to you, you are just looking at the person. And a picture is on your mind, on somebody you have been liking a picture on social media. Or people you are liking their pictures on social media. And you're just thinking, you're just thinking, you're just thinking. That is what has increased the rate of divorce. You see young people, they get married, the next thing is, well, after three years, let's, let's divorce. For what? You have not even enjoyed the marriage. And I'm telling you, that thing has killed us today. So we now have a false identity of ourselves. People are now going to do surgery. I'm not saying that, I mean, even if, if you are doing surgery and it's for health reasons, it's much better. But you're not doing surgery so that you can be heavily guarded, so that people can, you, so that people, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So that people, you can gain more attraction on social media. I'm telling you, that's what is happening. And that has increased the rate of divorce in our today's world. And if we are not careful, ah, ah, our children might grow up and things, we, we, we won't see it happen in Jesus' name. Because it's not stopping. Social media is not stopping. TikTok is not, in fact, if you, not, if, you, if you are very conversant with the news, I'm very conversant with the news because that's one of my field of study. So I have to be on the news all the time because we have to talk about present day events in thesis and all of those things. Now, there was a regulation with America and TikTok that America wanted to ban TikTok because it was affecting the lives of people. How many of you saw that they were, they were in court for so long? Because America, the court said, the, the Senate said, this thing is affecting the lives of people now. That why, what, is, what are the regulations we can place on TikTok? That, so that's why you will not notice on TikTok that they are now more content related. They can easily restrict your account. They can block it. Because America had to tell them, this thing is destroying us. It's not making people think again and focus. Everybody is just on their phone. They want to do a video. And from that video, you, you have somebody at home that God has helped you to get. And you should be relational with you are focusing on all the people on TikTok. You are just looking at your face. Ah, this one is not fine again now. This one is no more beautiful. They are finer babes on social media. That is what is happening. So our perception, our worldview has now been changed. And social media has sold that thing so much. If she's not fair, if she's not make talk, if she doesn't have body, she's not, she's not fit. 
That's why a lot of ladies today are dying inside gym. Because they must get that body. I'm telling you, the rate of gym, gym people, gym, gym companies have had to open more branches. I'm not joking. In the United States, they've had to open more. I am very versatile with all these studies because it's my field. They've had to open more branches because people who want to go there, they need to get the body. And what are they after? They are following a false identity. That's all. That's all. A false identity. A false impression of who they are. And the person they are copying is not born again. So it's just the devil leading them. One name, devil. You didn't know. You are looking at babes outside. You are married. Looking at babes on social media. You don't know that it's the devil trying to destroy your marriage. Then you are married. Have two children. Have three children. You say, we are gone. You say, I'm gone. I'm done. But the wife is not fine for me again. But when you first met her, you were chasing her. All of a sudden, it's not fine again. Because of the babes you are seeing on social media. And that has destroyed many things. So you now see that question we ask. Can man be left to himself? <laughs> that living to themselves now. And you see what it has cost. So we have restraint. That was what happened in the garden. They were not supposed to eat of the, of the, of the tree. Are you following what I'm saying, brethren? I know I'm touching on... I'm, I'm, I'm eating your sacred cows. I know, I know. But it has to be said. Because I remember I told you, don't think you are immune. So our worldview must not change no matter where we are. Because our worldview must stem from the Bible. You know, we re I read something, a quote of Richard Bockham told you yesterday about freedom. And I said, no matter who you are, you are a product of influence. In fact, that one of, I'm a man of my own, I'm a this of my this, that statement itself is an influence. You picked it somewhere. All of you, the way you are dressed today, is because you are influenced. Including the way I'm dressed. Everybody is a product of influence. Everybody. It now determines, the big question is, what are we going to do with our influence? So I we looked at Matthew 13, don't forget, we have to say in Genesis 1, God is recreating again. He's starting again. So that means the very minute a man gets born again, he knows his identity and he is able to start again. Because he cannot know it. The Bible says in Ephesians 2, he's, he's following the course of this world. And many, you know, even just a meme, a, a memo that an, an, an unbeliever wrote is what is guiding some people to the, the devil. Hope you know, the person that is living in an unbeliever's life or in an unbeliever's heart is one person called the devil. Hope you know. The Bible says it's the temple of idol. There is one person living in the life of a believer. Who is the person? God, Jesus. So that means, where will a believer get his thought pattern from and his kind of influence? It will be inspired by the Holy Ghost. Where will an unbeliever get it from? Devil! 
Simple. So an unbeliever will tweet and say, imagine marrying a short girl. Then from there, you just start thinking it's true. Why should I marry a short girl? And they are dealing with you. They will tell you, why is she too black? Kareme her face. Then from that thought, you will start deepening it. Hmm. You will repost it. You will start deepening it. Then you keep it for future reference. Then your life is now being followed. You that you are born again, you are now following the dictates of the devil gradually. Be careful of all these memes. Be careful of all these things. They, many of these things, they are only writing it to generate content. I told you. I told you how much I studied this YouTube and content creation, how much I studied this social media thing. Everything is just to make money. The more followers you have, listen to me, is the more money you can generate. Now, Twitter now is now commercialized, it's monetized now. So that means if I have more following on Twitter, and I post and I can generate more content and more and more people can generate things, Twitter will be paying me. So you now think that if I know that, I will not, I will not increase the rate at which I will do things on Twitter. Elon Musk is now paying people on Twitter. People are cashing out on Twitter now. So people that have left Twitter before are coming back to build their profile more stronger on Twitter because there's money now on Twitter. So I will post more content that will catch your attention. Imagine I just say, Fine girls shred. Let's have it. Girls that are bad shred. Let's have it. To generate things that will, that will tickle your fantasies. You two, you go, you'll be screwing, you'll be liking. You don't know that they did it to get your attention, to make money, but it's also the devil inspiring them. And you, you will just fall victim. That is it. They are making money. You are, the devil is using them, but they are making money. You are not making money from it, but you are being influenced. I'm not for following me to this point. Let me see your hands. Ah, oh, thank you. That is it. So you've got to be careful. Very careful. Look at it now, Matthew 16. Matthew 16, verse 13, Jesus asked them a question, who do you say that I am? Because identification is very critical to theology. You must know who you are. You must know it. Because it will eventually frame your worldview. If you don't know who you are, and that you are born again, and that you cannot do everything, you would see Imagine you see me now as a pastor now, on Twitter or on Instagram, and I'm twerking. Would you call for supernatural camp meeting? No, tell me. Would you be seated for supernatural camp meeting? You say the guy has backslided. You just see me, I just, I just said it. And I'm wearing bomb shorts. I'll be what they call it. I just say, Pickable, pickable, pickable. 
What would you say? You just check my status. You will quickly check it. Is it? You can just check the name again. Ah, is it your Benson? Ah, no, no, no. Maybe there are several your Bensons. You will refresh the page. You say, Pickable, Pickable, Pickable. So you see that we can't do everything. Same way you like that. It's not just because I'm a pastor, it's because you two are also a Christian. You are born again. You can't do everything. Let the unbeliever be doing the unbeliever things. So that we can know who we are really going to reach. So we are not confused. <laughs> That's how I saw somebody on, on Facebook, on, on, Twitter, on Instagram. She posted a body picture on her story. Then two stories after, after she posted like two memes, I saw a story of her in church. Ah, and that, she, she was not worshipping God like... Interestingly, it, it, it it's the church that captured Did You know how church captured a, a reel for you and posted it so she was the highlight. Ah, after that one, she now posted another body picture. And I said, ah, why are you confusing us? Are you really a Christian or you are a body? Choose one. She doesn't say, oh, oh. And then the next picture is a, still a body, always a body. I'm not joking. Still a body, always a body. One post before, you were in church. Your church captured you. So don't confuse us. Let's quickly know <laughs> who we want, who we should be praying for. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting what I'm saying? So, we eventually become the worldview of what we process our minds with. So we said identification is very critical to theology. Very, very critical. Because it eventually shapes our worldview. So what we do, what we react to, and what we can't do is very important. We must know it. Worldview is important because man is an earthly being. You are very earthly. Now look at the story of Joseph. Let's go to Genesis 37. Genesis 37, verse 5. Genesis 37, verse 5. And Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told his brothers... And he told his brethren, and they hated him yet the more. And he said unto them, Yea, I pray you, this dream which I have dreamed. For behold, you are binding the sheaves in the fields, and lo, my sheaves arose, and stood upright, and behold, your sheaves stood around about, and made obeisance to my sheaves. And I said, and the brethren said unto him, Shall thou indeed reign over us? Or shall thou have dominion over us? You know, you know, he just told them a simple dream. But look at the way they quickly interpreted it. Because it's the last born. <laughs> you know, it's like telling your last born, you become, you become the firstborn of this family. You say, yeah. Your last born comes to your house and say, you know, I dreamed a dream that I was, I was actually slapping you. I was, you will quickly slap the person. <laughs> Before the dream comes to pass, let me quickly make my own come to pass. <laughs> 
He said, oh, shall thou have indeed dominion over us? And they hated him even yet more. Now, look at what they did do. They hated him even yet more for his dream and for his words. And he dreamed yet another dream. <laughs> he kept dreaming. <laughs> I remember when I was young, there was something they used to see in Yoruba. I, I will interpret it for you guys. He said, Joseph Alala, that this <laughs> Joseph the dreamer, <laughs> he can dream. <laughs> oh boy. So this is, look at the verse 9. It says, he dreamed yet another dream and told his brethren and said, Behold, I have dreamed a dream, and behold, the sun, the moon, so some of you that we have studied supernatural world now will understand this. The sun, the moon, and the eleven stars made obedience to me. And he said it to his father and his brethren, and his father rebuked him and said, What is this dream that has dreamed? Shall I and, your, and thy mother and thy brethren may they come and bow ourselves to thee on the head? And his brethren envied him, but his father observed the same. I like that statement. His other brothers envied him, but his father observed that dream. He just, mm, he just took up, he just took recognition of it. Now, this was him. Now, this was him. Look at in Genesis 39, verse 7. This was him in his father's house, interpreted the dream. Which also end the envy. It also end more envy. Look at Genesis 39. Because we are looking at how people's worldview cannot be shaped. Or how you can make sure you retain a strong biblical worldview. Look at Genesis 39, verse 7. It says, And it came to pass after these things, that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph, and she said, Lie with me. But he refused and said unto his master's wife, Behold, my master wotteth not what is this with me, and in the house that he has commanded, he has committed all he hath to my hand. There is no greater in this house than high. Neither hath he kept back anything from me, but thee, because thou art his wife, and how can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? And it came to pass as she spoke to Joseph day by day, and he came not to her to lie by her or to be with her. So at this time, Joseph was no more in his father's house. So don't forget, the, the envy took him away. They sold him, his brother sold him, right? And now he's supposed to be free now. I mean, if it was you, you say, after all these things that people have done to me, it's time to enjoy life. I'll be now. Sorry. Well, you, all, <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> Abi is a Greek word. <laughs> so, but do you understand what I'm saying? So, you, if it was you, you just say, ah, she may have no more in my parent house. I can now do what, whatever I want to do. She be the evil sold me. She be the evil sold me. It's time to enjoy life. And do you know nothing would have happened to him? The wife will have kept his secret. Nothing would have happened. But she kept, he kept his word view. He didn't allow who he was change, even in a strange land. Many of us, when we meet a new friend, we want to quickly have, we want to quickly want to belong. For what? Me. See, let me tell you me. It's too, before I can, before you can try to, me, I will not hide for you. I will speak the way I want to speak. If you don't understand, I will keep repeating it. You say what? So this is what I'm saying. You say what? This is, you say what? I'll just give you it. This is me who's who I am. I'm not trying to fit into your, your mode. But some of you, once you meet somebody, hey, hey, hey. 
You want to quickly want to belong. For what? You want to try to try to package yourself. I don't know if I'm making sense. I don't know if I'm making sense. Joseph retained his worldview. He didn't say because I've left my father's house. <laughs> time to time for free. You, you know, at this point, nobody will beat him. The people that want to beat him have sold him away. His father already thought he's dead. Hope you know. So nothing can nobody is after him. But he, he still retained his innocence. He still retained as a no. Nothing's I'm not gonna change. But you, just ordinary one friend that probably maybe in college gave you assignment projects. And the friend just say, Can we go to the person maybe helped you with an assignment called, uh, with your project in school? Maybe you people did it as a group. And you say, Can we quickly go to a bar? You say, Yeah, let's go. For what? What are you looking for, dear? What are you looking for in a clubhouse? I'm touching your sacred cows. What are you looking for in a clubhouse? Are you not a born again Christian? If I thought you are going there, let us go there and go and do outreach. Just know you want to go and rescue the people that are there. What are you going there to do? So they will not put uh, those girls will help you. Those two ladies will help you with doing the fire. No, it's not the way they sing in the U.S. So. The, eh? They sing all these Mexican songs. Oh. It's all the Spanish song they sing. Oh. They're always doing the thing for you like this. They now put your name. <laughs> they now put your name like that. And that's, and you you just, you know, you be feeling yourself. No, no, you are losing your identity. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. When you meet a friend, you want to quickly adapt. You know, I'm saying it again. The reason why some people are in social vices today and some people are not proud that they are born again is because of a friend. They, just, they are just scared of the kind of humiliation they will face with their friends. You are stupid. You better quickly come to your senses. You know who you are. And I'm talking to some people online too. You know who you are. Come out of that rubbish. Why are you trying to fit in into a world? that does not like you. When you die tomorrow, the only thing they just say is R.I.P. Oh, he was a great person and everybody will move on. That's the truth. Hope you know. Hope you know. If you die today, the only thing they will tell you is, oh, he was a great person. Oh, he, forever in our hearts. They will put flower for you, R.I.P. And the world will move on from you. And your whole life has been destroyed. You did not fulfill purpose. I learned this thing quite early in life. The whole world will move on. They will mourn after you one month. Bad max. Everybody, you, so you mean that? Tell me. You mean that because you died, they will not go to, they will not go to work tomorrow. Their boss will serve them 15 minutes. Their boss will can we have a conversation? I'm so sorry for your loss, but can we have a conversation? Why were you not in work? You say, please, I was going to emergency. You say, you're going to emergency yesterday. You're going to emergency. Next day, the third day, your boss will call you. Please, when is you come to work? Please, can we have a conversation? They will show you your file. You did not clock in on time. Or maybe you, because your friend died, you now clock in at 10. 
You think they will pay you for that one hour? Let's say you were supposed to resume at nine. You think they will pay you for that one hour? Your senses will be the one to come back to normal and say, well, the dead is dead. Let me go and pay my bill. Especially maybe when the ending of the motor, wherever your own bill falls off. No. <laughs> Everybody's billing is in different factions. You can be the first day of the month, last day of the month, or middle of the month. Anyone. Yours can just be on the 15, 16, 17. You just be cranking. Everything is just going full. Water, light, <laughs> rent. Everything is just going at once. Or any of, and all your paycheck gone. You know how to tell me that after your after the person die, you will just be saying forever in our heart. Oh wow, I miss you. Wow. I wish you were still alive. And you have and that person, you that you are trying to fit in, you have lost your sense of purpose. And you know the funniest thing about life? That person that is influencing you cannot get born again after you have died and now, become, and now fulfill his own purpose. The person cannot get born again. It can be your own death that cannot inspire him to get born again. And, hey, Jesus is coming, so I don't want to die. And the person will fulfill sense of purpose and you will be there, gone, wasted, a wasted life. There's a message we taught this year in our workers' training. The wasted life. I'm going to put it out after this camp meeting. Please listen to it. The wasted life. That is how life is. You think they care? You think you think your friends really, as you are seated there, how many of your friends do you care about? Yes, you care about people and all of those things. But many at times, there's a sense of selfishness in everybody. But you, you are trying to fit in. Joseph retained his worldview. You know, at this point, they sold him. His parents think he's dead. He's in a strange land. He could do whatever he wants to do. But no, he did not allow the United States changing. He did not allow TikTok changing. He did not allow Instagram bodies changing. Some people, because of Instagram bodies, they go and change their wardrobe. Their parents are now praying. Their parents are now having to pray. They block their parents on social media. Because they don't want their parents to, you, you know that what you are doing is wrong for you not to block your parents on social media. You block your parents, you block your pastor, you block everybody that it matters to your life so that you can be free. Free to do what exactly? That word you are trying to please, they don't care. That's something I've observed. They don't care. They don't care. They don't care. You die today, they will move on. Sorry. What does Last. Okay, Bonabo has made last last very global. Last last. The only thing you will know, they will just write a good WhatsApp story for you, a good post, and put bed flying and broken emoji of love. After 24 hours, the story will disappear. Okay, tell me. If, I'm so sorry if you have lost anybody, and I'm really sorry. I have also lost people. But did that stop you from going to, not going to work? Your bill will feel it. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? And you are trying to pattern your life after somebody that is a devil, that the devil is influencing. Somebody say, why am I teaching this? Why should I not? Don't you think you need to hear this? 
Remember I told you, you are not immune. Don't think, oh, even me as your pastor, I'm not immune. I'm also guarded. I watch what I watch. I make sure I filter things. I don't just speak information randomly, oh. Eh? So I'm not going to be teaching you from another worldview. I'm not going to tell you, brethren, like yesterday I was watching the Netflix movie. So this is the title of my summer, the Netflix movie. You get what I'm saying. And that's how churches are. We, we looked at how churches behave. How we looked at the survey that Arizona University did that slightly um, one over 37% of pastors have a biblical worldview. So everybody is picking someone from things they see, motivation to rev people up, to make people happy. Nobody is teaching. Many people are not teaching Bible again. Because they are the message of their members. Because they are members of Washington. Try yourself and say it. If we will not post you and cast you on social media. You will now see them bashing pastors on social media. They are not even scared. We now live in Nigeria. They are not even scared of sacred things. Don't join them. Oh. Tell your neighbor, say don't join them. To be bashing pastors and ministers of the gospel. Don't join them. Oh. So Joseph did not allow his identity to change. He did not allow his conduct to change, even despite he was a strange life. So once a believer understands his purpose and know that he has been saved from the world, he will be able to relate with his purpose very well. So his location did not change him. His location, he retained his worldview. His new job did not change him. You know, say, oh, because I'm now pastor, you know, and I have a new job. I'm making you are the one that says we should go and make the money that Jesus wants us to be rich. So that's why I'm not coming to church again. Joseph did not do that. The truth of the matter is, no pastor can flog you. That's the truth. Nobody can say, in fact, he said the pastor wants to be in a place with no window, in a house. <laughs> In the free house with no window. <laughs> I'll be eating mac and cheese. <laughs> so you know what I'm talking about. Ah. The pastor cannot, the pastor will only pray for you. I say, right down, brother, go away. God will help you. But you are the one that will retain your worldview and say, okay, yes, I'm making the money, but the money will not enter my heart. And I know, and I'm saying this because God is going to double all of his finances. Yeah. Don't let that change your worldview. Don't let that change your commitment. You used to come for prayer meeting. You used to come for a uh, Bible seminar. You used to come for study. You are now saying, Pastor, uh -uh, I understand. You are missing it. Your worldview is changing. The way you used to pray before now reduced. The way you used to study the before now reduced. Your anger and the appetite for the world reduced. Until the pastor speak about maybe business or money, you will not, you will be dozy. So when they say, so you know the money, <coughs> you just open your eyes. Yeah, they are ministering to me. But before, when we say, so this is what the scripture says, the Greek word, you are taking it. But now, because of the money, I don't know. 
Oh, be fast, John. This is Greek word. <laughs> yeah, in fact, even as you are there, you are calculating. In fact, in your notes, you just open the back page. You are looking at, okay, 12 times 40. <laughs> like, yeah, they, okay, $50 times 40 hours. You say, okay, I don't want to use my phone now before they say I'm pressing phone in Bible seminar. Is it times 40? You are doing the math. Okay, if I work, if I pick extra five shifts, is that extra five power shift? 50 times 45. Hmm. Let me apply for that $60 one. $60 job. $60,000. You, you are just doing all the mass. And Bible seminar is going on. But when you say money, you say yes. You just open back to your page. Money. That's not who you are. Hallelujah. You used to be very hungry to preach the gospel. You are very passionate for souls to be saved. Very passionate. That the passion is, like they look at you, they look at passion. Now once somebody sees you like this, they will be scared and say, hey. But because of your challenge and your problem, you let it overwhelm you. So when they say, you know, brethren, let's reach the lost. Brethren, the homosexuality in our country is increasing. Let's go for them. You say, is it me that did do for them? Hmm? We said, brethren, let's just pray. That we see that their heart is torn to the gospel. But he just says, Oh, shower. You know, I think Sister Rokens that, 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 that gave me that kind of talks. But we say, Brethren, let's pray for our finances. That you don't say, oh, you cash body. Let's just pray that God, you double our finances. You bring help our way. You just touch one body after. Can we? Can we agree? Before you are just doing like this. Hey, if I, this is how you are standing. Uh, if I, you have you gone, you know, it was a mission is possible. I knew that people can be standing. You are sleeping like, bro, God knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> you study like this. And they've gone, they are talking, they are talking and they have gone. And I came inside the window, I just saw Tony. And they are talking and they are gone. I wonder they did it. If I want to sleep, I will sleep. I will just know I'm... Me, I don't know, but I don't know where you put got that. I mean, notice of sleeping and still talking. <laughs> it was when I now came inside, everybody was not catching body. <laughs> Bro, God, you know, someone's talking. <laughs> Don't miss vision is possible next year. Don't try it. <laughs> but when we say, let's pray for our finances. Let's pray that our job. You say, you say, bro, 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 come. <laughs> Give me your hand. <laughs> this, this is the prayer. <laughs> let's pray. No. Your worldview must not change. Tell your neighbor, say your worldview. Must not change. It must not change. Are you getting what I'm saying? You are born again. Say I'm born again. Glory to God. Yeah, you are born again. So the believer's identity must not change. 
you have friends that every Friday night is they are googling which club is going to be bubbling tonight. And that's the reason many people don't go to church on Sunday because they've gone to club on Saturday night. The money they're supposed to use for offering, they use it to spray on ladies. So they will not bring the remaining change of the one dollar. I go and put it in offering bag. I wash my treasure grow. <laughs> I said, let it go. Then I drop the one dollar. The remaining change of what you have used the cloth. If I when you come to church, you are just I look at it. We said so the, the scripture says, just look at it, Pastor. Uh, uh, can't we just have 45 minutes or more? And you before. And the reason why you started going to club, I remember I used to be very involved in the United Nations some years ago before I left it. So we used to travel around, do conferences, and speak in different um, states like that uh, across the U.S. So they used to now designate a special night that you must not miss. And what is that night for? Party. Ah. The first day, I thought it was joke. They said, you can't miss it too. It's compulsory. I said, it can't be compulsory. Ah, I said, no, it can't be. I said, what if, what if a church member cash me <laughs> it can't be compulsory. So then I say, at least, so one, one person say, at least go and check what is going on. So me, out of curiosity, I, I went down. All of us that were heavily suited before, that I thought that, ah, we are just speaking to the nations, talking about what is happening, this and that. I just thought that everybody has let loose. Everybody just, hey, bro, 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 bro. And the place was so loud, the music was so loud. I said, I said, <laughs> <laughs> I said, nah, this, this can't be my calling. They have to review the constitution of this compulsory thing. What's my, what am I What am I doing here? Is it music I cannot play in my car? I'm busy Coke. I mean, read Coca-Cola. <laughs> or Welsh wine that I cannot drink in my house. Uh, do I have to do it with people that we don't do yeah, 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 yeah. For what? What? Then the next thing is, can we have some cokes? That's the next thing. Would, you know, it's from that place they will start telling you, as far as you can come for this party, it starts small, small. It doesn't, it, all these things don't start big. This homosexuality thing did not start like, well, they did not just wake up one day and just say, I'm an homosexual. Mm -mm. It started from thinking, it started from conversation, it started from research, like YouTube movies, Netflix movies. They started, build, they started building up, building up, building up, building up. They no longer hold it again. That is how it starts. Then you start from the less should be just club. Okay? They, they will now they now they now devise a term. You can be a social drinker <laughs> and not a food drinker. Just be a social drinker, just drink light. From the drink light, oh <laughs> yeah, it's coming. From there, you start progressing. From there, they'll just start asking you, can you take some cokes? Try it. Just try it. Uh, angel will stand there. Don't try it. Devil will stand there. Try it. Did they die? <laughs> Did they die? <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? It starts gradually. So you must watch your influence. Tell your neighbor, say, watch your influence. Watch your influence. Watch your influence. Watch your influence. 
people that kill today in America, that just carry gun and go and shoot, they watch all these gun movies. They saw all these clips, all these, that's why I used to tell people, all, don't repost movie, don't repost videos where they are shooting people, don't repost it. The devil is doing something with it. Let's kill those type of videos. You see all those violence videos where somebody just wake up and go to an hostel and shoot somebody. Don't have people to repost that video, no matter even if it is news. Are you getting what I'm saying? Don't have people, don't repost, don't only the name of awareness, social awareness, repost that. Because you don't know how the devil is moving. Somebody will watch that video and say, hey, let me go and get my own gun license. I told you a story of somebody I met who told me I want to get a gun line, a gun. I said, why? He said, for protection. I said, wait, is somebody, is somebody chasing you? He said, no. Somebody trying to kill you? No. Is your apartment, is your apartment under security lock? He said, no. Ah. So what do you need? I said, I just need it. So ah. it was just like a revelation. I just told the person, who are you talking to? Who are your, who are your influence? Who, are, who is around you? What do you watch? And when, then he started talking. And I said, stay away from that thing for two weeks and let's have this conversation. After two weeks, I don't think I need it again. That was all. That was all low. Do you know that it, it will start from that thought? If, if that type of person was not rescued now, it will start from that thought of our own protection. From the things he's now watching, you will not know when he will use the gun. You think, you think somebody wakes up in the morning and just say, I want to kill people? Tell me, what does a small child know that just goes to an high school and elementary school and just shoot all the students? He has watched something now. Because where did he learn even how to use it from? Maybe he has seen his parents with gun at home. Maybe he has seen his parents use gun to threaten. Maybe the parent has fought in their presence and they've used gun to threaten one another. Because how, how, what, what an high school student cannot be licensed to have a gun. Hope you know what I'm talking about. He has probably watched a video that he saw it and he now picked it and now said, ah, let me go and practicalize it with my school members. <laughs> not knowing that. <laughs> Maybe the parents did not shoot it. You know, they said, I will shoot you today. I will shoot you today. I will kill you today. I will shoot you. From there, he got the impression, hey, I will shoot you today. The guy just picked the gun, one money. I said, let me, go and, let me go and scare a friend that offended me yesterday. Then from, I'll shoot you today. He did not know when he pressed it. From the pressing it, he mistakenly pressed another one to another friend. He pressed it. And he just remember the movie he has watched. And that's all. Don't have people repost that kind of video, so. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Supernatural can't meet some people. Don't have people repost that videos. Don't let's spread what the devil is doing. That's where people get those strange influences from. Some people today don't know, they, they did not know what club means until they saw it in a movie or social media. And they started craving, ah, I need to go there. People are just spraying money on babes. Okay, let me go. That's all. That's, some people don't know it. It was in a movie they learned it from. Many of the things that people do today, especially young people, they learned it from a Netflix movie. That's the truth. So some people now, all in the name of they are looking for a partner, they will tell them, go to club, because that's where people in the movies go to. So you just sit down, package yourself somewhere, and be drinking a shot. That's what is taking some people there. Just so that, that's what they saw in a movie,
package yourself somewhere. Somebody will come and meet you and say, hi, you want to dance with me? And from there, they did not know. From there, they start doing cokes. <laughs> I will never forget the way the guy told me. He said, you got some cokes? You want to take some cokes? I said, ah, give me coke. Me, I don't know. That's how they replace me now. I, now, now. I don't know what cooks. Are you getting what I'm saying? So be very... So that is... Are you seeing who you are? And that is how God has made man. To be influenced. Adam and Eve influence one another. He don't blame Eve. And say it's the women that cause it. No, they had the conversation. Let's do this together, John. The three has even been tempting me before. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? That is it. Man is a product of influence. And that shapes who you are. Genesis 45. You still here? Let's look at Genesis 45. Verse 7. Look at what Joseph said. He said, and God sent me before you <clears throat> to preserve you a posterity in the earth and save your lives by a great deliverance. He now says, so now it was not you that sent me thither, but God. He has made me the he has made me a father to Pharaoh and a lord of all his house and a ruler throughout the earth of Egypt. Look at how Joseph is now interpreting events. He did not say, look at what he said. He did not say what happened to me was a victim of circumstance. He did not say, it's you people that threw me into the pit. Now I will show you back. I will show you, I will show you Pepe back now. He didn't say that. What was he saying? He said it was God. Look at what view. He now interpreted the event properly. Many people today, you know, I, I, I watched a story of a I'm sure many of you don't know, I'm, I'm so sure, of a popular um, comedian, she's, she's in Nigeria, but I know many of you don't know her, Ellen Paul. She said she was born through a rape. And now she's a professor, and she did not allow that identity. She said she grew up in such a place that everybody was calling her a bastard. That even before they name her, that he was committing, they said, what should we give you? Your name should be Ellen. Whose son will you be? Somebody just said, okay, you will be Paul. And she said, she grew up hearing that identity so much that you are a bastard. Is it you do not have a father, you do not have a... Because she, she, she was born from a rape. She said, but see, I'm a professor today in the United States of America. And I'm a comedian in Nigeria. See, that did not define who I am. The way I come from did not define who I am. But you know today in America, a lot of people, they will just tell you, the reason why I'm doing things today is because I came from a broken home. And I'm sorry you did. I'm really sorry. Like I said, I'm, we, you know we said something yesterday. We are not trying to condemn anybody. Right? Right, guys? We're not trying to condemn anybody. But that does not define who you are. Joseph did not say, because they sold me, I will not fulfill my purpose. Joseph did not say, because they put me into the pit, I will not fulfill what God's, God's plan has for me. When his brother now came to Egypt later, 
He said, see guys, it was not you, it was God that was using you people for me. So many times we can change our story. You can be an ex-convict and that story can be turned around. That's why I told you. You know that material, please get it and give people. There's nothing wrong with you. People can be, even they can be a porn star. And they can come up from the poster and be a choir in church. That's what I'm praying for. I would to God that an ex poster will be a choir in Supernatural Community Church. We will not look, because we will be well taught, we will not look at the person with the eyes of a poster. We will look at the person with the eyes of a changed man. Are you getting what I'm saying? And the person will sing the glory of God for us. It will happen, no? That's what I'm praying for. Because that does not define who the person is. But you know today, many of us, we just sit down, we accept the reality. We say, oh, they sold me, John. They sold me to the pit. Do you know what I suffered through Potiphar's house? Do you know the kind of prison I went through? Now I'm not a king. You are not coming to beg me. Joseph did not say that. He just said, no, it was God. Joseph said it was God. So you see that there is no life that cannot be changed. There is no life. That cannot be changed. No life. No life. Every life can be changed. So never write anyone off. Never. They could be a pastor. They could be an ex-convict. They could be an homosexual. Don't say because they are paint their hair. What, what color they? Is it rainbow? Don't say because they paint their hair. God is done with them. God is just starting with them. Are you hearing what I'm saying? God is just starting with them. Don't write them off. When you see them, just know, ah, this is a candidate of God who God wants to use. You see them, don't, don't condemn people because they are tattooed their body. Don't do that. In fact, engage them with the conversation. How many tattoos you got? Engage them. Hey, I like, me, I, that's what I do. I don't, don't see anybody in condemnation. The reason why you have not tattooed your body is because you, do not, you move with people that do not tattoo their body. That is all. That is all. Are you getting what I'm saying? So don't condemn anybody. Just see everybody as somebody whose, God's, whose, whose life God wants to change. And like I told you, as I begin to round up, for this morning session. And like I told you yesterday, we are the answers to, that, to those problems. When he said in the beginning, let us create man. What was he saying? And he now told us to what? To replenish, to subdue, to multiply, to be fruitful. What was God saying? That means we should go and rescue men back to him. That multiplying there doesn't mean you should go and be giving birth to 100 children. No. <laughs> That's not what it means. I thought that in glory meeting last year. Go and, go and pick up the sermon. And yeah, it simply means that God wants you to bear fruits. God wants you to get all these people back to him. So who are you? A man who is born again is already God's ambassador. He's God's representative. So when he told his disciples, in Mark 16, go and raise, he says, he said, you should preach the gospel, 
and do what? Raise disciples of all nations, right? What was he saying? He was telling them to do that same thing he told them in Genesis. Go and rescue them back. So a man who is born again, he is not born again to himself alone. Who are you? You are also have a responsibility. Do you notice that when Jesus came on it, he wasn't just sleeping every day. I'm just waking up and say, I'm God. <laughs> I'm just God. He was going about preaching the gospel of the kingdom to people. Right? Right, guys? He now handed over that same responsibility to his disciples. So that means, who am I? We said, if any man be, be in Christ is a new creature, all things are passed away, right? So can, can we say, if any porn star be in Christ is a passed away, all things are passed away? Any ex-convict be in Christ, all things are passed away? So you will not look at them in their eyes. So you don't say, I don't have a sense of judgment. I don't condemn people. I see them with God's love. I see them with God's eyes. That is how you should see people. Learn to love you, man. Remember I told us from the very beginning of this camp meeting that man's identity is tied to this head and that all of us have a collective responsibility. And I, and I told us yesterday, I said, with the reason, when people die, all of us are just crying. Do we all, do we wish to ask, did this person fulfill his purpose or not? You know, if Steve Jobs did not help us to have Apple, we might, not, we might never have had it. Hope you know. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that means we must see all of us as one. So that means I love people. Say, I love people. Look at your neighbor say, I love you. I love you. No, say it, say it so much. Learn, learn, see, learn to, see, learn to open up in love to people. Don't have any condemnation. Don't be like all those people that you just see them in woman. Hmm. I. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I. You be wondering how, how did you practice it? <laughs> did you, have you been practicing it? I. And the switch up is so fast. I. <laughs> no. Hi, hi. Let it come from your mind. Because you love people. Even if they are smelling alcohol, they are smelling smoke, take it that way. They are still a fellow human being like you. Are you getting what I'm saying? They are a fellow human being like you. You don't have any judgment sense on you. Any judgment zone. You don't condemn people. You don't, you see people the way God sees them. You don't condemn people. No. Every man is a candidate of what God's plan is for. So when I go on the street, what will compel me? Look at what compelled Jesus. He says, for God so loved the world. John 3.16. So that means if Jesus did not love us, he wouldn't die. That he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him, he started with love. So when I meet people, what is my compelling force? Because I love this person. I want him to see his identity. I want him to see who he is. So that he can fulfill his purpose on this earth. Are you seeing it? 
That's what compels us to preach the gospel. What am I preaching to you today? I want you, I love you so much. I want you to see God's plan for your life. I don't want you to die in the next how many years of your life and find out that you lived life useless. Mm -mm. I want you to say, oh, by the time you are finishing, by the time you are finishing your time on this earth, I want you to say, wow, I think I did all that God has put in me. Hallelujah. And some of you have not even started the things that God has put in you to do. I know that from this camp meeting, many of you are taking your purpose back home. You will do what God has called you to do. You will do what God has called your family to do. And you will fulfill his plan and his purpose. Play for me a close. So, who are we? We are God's plan. We are God's man on the earth today. Say, I'm God's man on the earth today. I'm God's representative. I am Christ's ambassador. I love people. I don't condemn people. I see men the way God sees them. I don't condemn people. I see men the way God sees them. I, I love people. I love human beings. I, you know, it's this, self, it's, this, it's this isolation and self-individualism thing that make people carry their love from human beings and take it to animals. Animals are... There are things I'm restrained to say because... <laughs> We are in the United States, so I can't say so many things. We now took our love. You now see some people say, I'm marrying a dog. I'm sorry, but that's not how God created man. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. I know I'm touching on your sacred cow, but that's not how God created man. God did not create man to love a dog, to, to marry a dog. God did not create man to marry a cat. Can they be pets? Yes. There's nothing wrong with them being your pet. Nothing. But when you now start taking it into marriage, how does a dog wants to help you reproduce? Do you know what is happening? For those of us that we have studied, that I taught you the supernatural world, do you see that they are taking it back again to the to rebellion of those? We are going back into the rebellion of Genesis 11. Where the supernatural beings were mingling with human beings, were mingling with animals, and they brought out all the dragons, all the demons, all the fallen. All... And we are veering into that again. That's not what God created man for. I'm sorry, but no. God did not create you to marry your dog. Can they be a pet? Yes. But your husband and the wife. Your cat be your husband and wife. No. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. But that's the truth. That's the truth. Can they be a pet? Yes. But your marriage partner? How do you want to relate with it? A dog cannot talk. 
a cat cannot talk. Because God made man relational to talk to one another. Because we need one another. I need you as you need me. If you are not seated in this camp meeting, I can't be teaching any teachers. You are also seated because you need me to teach. We need one another. God created man to be relational. And we will fulfill his plan. I love people. I don't condemn people. I see men the way God sees them. And this compels me to preach. This compels me to share the gospel. Because I love my fellow man. I love my fellow human being. You know, it's not just restricted to your family member and your friends and your colleagues alone. That means when I'm walking on the street, when I get to Wegmans, when I get to Walmart, as I walk across the street of New York, or my ministry location, any man I see, I see that I love them, right? And I'm compelled to talk to them about the gospel. Because I want them to see who they are while we are on this earth together. Because I said, man's identity is tied together, right? To this and I say, that thing about being unique is not true. All of us have the same purpose. So why would I preach to that man I don't know before from Adam? Because I love him. Because I want us to do God's plan together. Because I want him to fulfill his plan for why he's on this earth. Yes, I'm fulfilling my own. I want him to fulfill his own. Hallelujah. He said in Habakkuk 2.14, says for the earth will be filled with the glory of the Lord as the waters covers the sea that's God's plan hallelujah 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 say I love people so you love people right even if their body is smelling smoke you are not condemning them you love them the way they are because God does look at it there were people that came to Jesus and the Pharisees rejected and said look at Zacchaeus why should you be sitting there with a sinner Jesus sat down and hurt with the sinner the woman with the alabaster but the disciples were angry why would you do this say why can't you give it to the poor Jesus said, the poor you will always have. In me, he says, those that are sick, Jesus used it as a, as a shade to them. He says, those that are sick has no need for a physician. He was pointing to the Pharisee. He said, you, you think you don't need a, need a physician. So I love people. That's why I will preach the gospel. That's why I want to raise men. I'm not raising men to lord over them. I'm raising men because they, want, they have to walk in God's plan. Our identity is collective. So we are in this earth to feel the glory of the Lord as the waters cover us this. You're blessed this morning. Let's be on our feet and pray in the Holy Ghost. Deepen your love for God and people this. You know, if you love people, you love God. Hope you know. Hope you know. Deepen your love for people this evening, this morning. Cast out every root of hatred that you have towards people. Cast out every root of hatred that you have towards people this morning. 
that you love people, you see them with God's way. You accept them the way they are. You see them as God's man. You see them in God's plan. You see them in God's image for their lives. You see them. You see them that way. Hallelujah. So you see why we we can you see why we preach the gospel, right? Because of the love. This is for God so love is only begotten so that he gave. What, what manner of man? See, no matter how much you love your partner, your wife, your husband, they cannot die for you. But Christ did it for us. Are you seeing it? So that means we can't die for people actually. But we can take a lot of sacrifice for these fellow men that Christ died for. Right? We can go in the snow to preach. Right? We can go in the winter to preach. We won't say because it is winter, we won't preach. We won't say because the snow is falling hail and ice. We won't preach. Because if Jesus was in, in that state, what will he do? He will step into it and go. We won't say because the summer is summering me. I want to have summer bodies. I want to have summer, summer life. I won't preach again. No. You say because the rain is falling. It is fall time. The weather is changing. I love the humans that Christ died for. Say I love people. I love human beings. Look at your neighbor. Say I love you so much. No. Say it again. Say I love you so much. Is your eyes building it? Is your eyes seeing the love? Are you, is your eyes seeing the love? Say, I love you so much. Look for another person. Say, I love you so much. Say, I don't hate people. I don't dislike people. Christ died for all of us. So those people in Wegmans, on the streets of New York, on the street of North America, everywhere, Christ died for them, right? As far as Christ died for every man in this world, we love them, right? Right? So we have a responsibility. Say, I have a responsibility to preach the gospel, to raise men, so that men find their purpose, find their identity. Hallelujah. It's your and bless God this morning. Thank you. I'm a man of God. I am called by name. I will preach your word to the ends of the earth. I'm a man of God. Come on. I'm a man of God. Make that your confession. I am called by name. I will preach your word. 